On this episode, we are going to take a look at Netflix. They just reported earnings and they have reported a crazy subscriber growth for this quarter. So let's get started. Let's first start off by looking at the company's stock performance. If we're looking at the day, it pretty much ended the day flat. After hours right now, it's also sitting flat. But after this company reported the amount of subscriber growth that it grew, this company went up about 8% compared for the day. So that was pretty crazy. So let's keep on looking at this company's performance. In the past month, Netflix has returned 21%. In the past three months, 28% year to date 34 percent into the past year 13.6 percent so this is one of the few companies that has been doing amazing throughout this whole lockdown and it's one of the few companies still striving and producing positive investments next let's take a look at this company's earnings results but before we continue guys don't forget to hit that subscribe button the thumbs up and hit the bell it helps the small channel out so much and i appreciate you guys watching this video all right so let's start off with earnings per share for quarter one gap earnings per share were a dollar and 57 cents and netflix missed by seven cents so not a huge loss next revenue was 5.77 billion dollars which beat by 20 million not a big beat either but this is 27.7 percent higher compared to same time last year the biggest news here though was global streaming paid membership was 182.86 million members and it's up to about 23 percent compared to same times last year and this got this beat guidance by about 8 million extra subscribers so guidance was supposed to be 174 million memberships they got up to 182.8 million the total net addition for this quarter was 15 0.77 million users and again that was a beat by 8 million 8 million this company was expected to add somewhere around 7 million so it was it's pretty impressive the amount of numbers this company had the only thing that really questions me um that I, i'm questioning right now is how did this company beat total membership by an extra 8 million let me say that 8 million more members but still missed on earnings per share we're going to find out a little bit more throughout the episode and hopefully we can get an answer so in this next article they talk about quarter two guidance given by netflix and one thing i respect about netflix is that when they give you a guidance they give you a number that they are that they think they might reach it's not a number that they know they will reach and this is a big difference there's a lot of companies out there that when they give you guidance, they give you a number that they know they're going to be. They lowball that number so much. And once earnings come out, they're like, hey, we beat, guy, we beat our estimations by this, much, by this much. We're such a great company. And I think that's just a little deceptive to investors. And it's something that gives leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm not a fan. I'm not a huge fan of Netflix. But this is one thing that I'm really happy they do. They give you a number that they're going to try their best to be. And to me, it shows that this company is always striving for the best. And it shows some level of transparency with the investors. Unfortunately, for this upcoming quarter too, they say that the number they're giving, which is 7.5 million, what there is what they're expecting for quarter two, is mostly guesswork. And the reason they say guesswork is they they say that a huge reason they had they beat their their numbers this quarter was because of everything being shut down. So it drives more people to subscribing into Netflix and all these types of subscriptions. 
But if things start to pick up in quarter two, then less people are, are going to need a Netflix subscription. And that's why they say this is mostly guesswork. This past quarter was such a crazy quarter for them. And they just don't know how quarter two is going to be. One thing that worries me, though, is two quarter, either two or one quarters ago, I, I take a look at Netflix every single every single quarter and either it was two quarters or one quarter ago this company actually missed their estimate by a huge number i think it was supposed to be like seven billion and it was down to about four million and that that was a huge loss for them but the main reason they said was that the previous quarter before that quarter they had seen such a growth in membership that it created what they call a rubber band effect and what this rubber band effect was just like a rubber band first so many subscribers came knocking through the door pulling back that slingshot or that rubber band and by the time this next quarter came that rubber band was just pulling back so it not many people were subscribing and some people were unsubscribing that it made them miss that subscription growth and that's something that i'm worried might happen next quarter with so many people subscribing this quarter would we see that same rubber band effect that happened not even a year ago happen again for quarter two so it's just something I wanted to keep in mind. Next, the company says that shows that were supposed to be released in quarter two are still going to be able to be released in quarter two because all of that filming had already happened. Pretty much now was just editing, lighting and all the effects. So none of that is going to really affect the quarter two releases. The company does say that it does have a little bit more cash at hand this quarter. But the only reason they do have a little more extra cash at hand it's because production for the um, for films that are supposed to be released later on has halted, so they have not have to pay that salary there, right? So yes, they have a little bit more cash at hand, but it's just because they're not paying those bills that need to be paid. And this is something that I really want to to really emphasize because a lot of people, especially on Twitter, I saw a lot of people were happy that for this quarter, this company actually reported a positive cash flow from operations and i think this is one of the first few times this company has ever done that this company is a major money burner and the only reason it has that positive cash flow from operations is because it has halted productions so it has halted payments as well but the company says for this year this company still expected to have a negative one billion dollars of negative cash flow for this for this full year but that's a lot better than the 2.5 billion it expected. But again, most of this change is because this company is halting production. So some of those payments are going to be pushed out for later on, maybe next year. All right. So next, let's take a look at this company's information shareholder letter. And first, I'm here at the... Um, after net additions per country, I want to see what where the most additions of memberships was coming from and what was their average revenue per user. So first, there's four regions that Netflix splits up its geographics. The first region is the biggest, and that's United States and Canada. United States and Canada make up the most amount of total paid memberships coming at 60, about 70 million users are from United States and Canada. The second is Europe, Middle East, and Africa. That makes up 58, about 59 million users. So about 12 million users less than United States and Canada. And that's a lot more countries there. Next, we have Latin America and Mexico. This makes up 
34.3 million users and next we have asia pacific and a and china and this makes up about 20 million users and it's the least out of them all so we can see the biggest the biggest members for netflix comes from united states canada and europe middle east and africa next i wanted to take a look at how much they how many net memberships were added this quarter so this quarter in the united states and canada 2.3 million users were added and the average revenue per users is 13 dollars and nine cents and you're going to see this is the one united states and canada is the the part where they make the most money per users of 13 dollars and nine cents in europe middle east and africa they gained about seven million users and that's actually a huge amount i think that's where their biggest gains come from out of that whole 15 million users that they grew this quarter about 7 million come from europe middle east and africa this is the second average return revenue per users coming at ten dollars and 40 cents in latin america and mexico they added 2.9 million users and the average revenue there is eight dollars and five cents you can start seeing a, a, a nice decrease there and then in the asia pacific regions they added 3.6 million users and they get about close to nine dollars per revenue per users there all right so now i want to take a look at this company's income statement and unlike many other countries many other companies i like to compare it compare the same time last year but this nef this company is one that's growing such a rapid pace that instead of comparing it to same time last year i actually just want to compare it to the previous quarter because to me it's the closest indication of where this company is going so revenue was about $300 million more this quarter compared to, say, um, compared to last quarter, three months ago. But even though revenue was only $300 million more, this company actually made an operating income of about $500 million more. So you might go like, hey, Jose, how is that possible? How did this company only make $300 million more in revenue, but actually made $500 million more in operating income? The answer is easy. The amount of cost uh, cost of revenue decreased this company spent a lot less money on marketing this year on um, this quarter compared to last quarter and the only reason i could think about this company lowering down their marketing is they're just trying to preserve costs just in case things go bad even netflix right still needs cash at hands they need to have cash just in case they need to pay those workers as this thing continues to shut down so I understand why this company still needs to preserve some cash at hands and they reduce it with marketing. Marketing is usually one of the first things that, that gets cut off in a company's cost, cost. Next, I wanted to take a look at this company's balance sheet. And if you guys watch this channel, you know that the balance sheet is my favorite thing to take a look at. I feel like you can learn so much from this document. First, let's take a look at total current assets. Compared to just last quarter, this company now is sitting about $300 million more in total current assets. Not a big difference, but it's always good to have a little more cash at hand. Where last year they had, where last quarter they had $6.17 billion of total current assets. This, this quarter they have $6.45 billion worth of current assets. Next, let's take a look at this company's total assets. Total assets, this company sitting at $35 billion of total assets compared to $34 billion last quarter. So an increase of about $1 billion. 
And the biggest increase here comes from content assets. So this is pretty much just, hey, they have more IP now. So they're, they, they consider those an asset. This to me though, is a type of asset that can't be liquidized pretty quickly, or if it can, I don't know if it will be able to return. But for this company, I'm just truly looking at total current assets because this is a money, cash, an asset that I know they'll be able to provide a true dollar worth. So next, let's take a look at this company's total current liabilities. So total current liabilities for this company is sitting at six, $7.8 billion. This is a $1 billion increase compared to same time last year. Sorry, not same time last year, compared to a quarter ago. And the biggest changes come from the two things, short-term debt. This company has about a $500 million debt that it needs to pay off within the 12 months. Last year, last quarter, it had nothing. So this is one of the biggest things. And again, this is probably one of the main reasons this company has extra cash at hand. The other second thing is current content liability. This company last quarter had $4.4 billion of content liability. And content liability is money they have to pay off for either their production cost or something dealing with their contents. For me, it's probably most likely have to do with production cost. And this quarter, they're sitting at about 4.7 billion compared to 4.4 last quarter. So about 300 million increase there. So that's where we see that total current liabilities cost increase. Next, I want to take a look at this company's long-term debt. This company sitting um, last quarter, they were sitting at $14.75 billion of long-term debt. Right now, they decreased that by about 600 million, sitting at $4.17 billion of long-term debt. But again, most of that long-term debt is actually going into that short-term debt. So right, if you add in that short-term debt that we saw in the, in the current liabilities back into this long-term debt, it would pretty much be even to where, where it was at just a quarter ago. All right, so next let's take a look at this company's cash flow from operating activities and let's just jump straight to the bottom net cash flow provided by operating activities at a positive 259 million dollars compared to a 1.4 billion dollar let me repeat that there was a 1.4 billion dollar loss last quarter and you might be like jose that's great this company is doing amazing look at that amount of net cash flow they're able to provide nope that's not I, I, it's not really that good of a news that's pretty much an extra so they ended up making supposedly an extra 1.6 billion dollars compared to just a quarter ago but a huge portion of that comes from a few places and the one of the biggest reason here was change in content liabilities so here this is pretty much what this company had to pay off for its production cost and its content cost last quarter they paid about 571 million dollars this year it was a positive 258 so there was a change of about 700 million dollars just right there maybe even a little bit more that's more of about 800 right 800 about 800 million dollar difference and that definitely helped this company push to a positive net cash flow from operations there were a little stuff here and there that actually pushed it, but that was the biggest one. So it, this is something that I've never been a big fan of Netflix is this negative cash flow from operating activities. One thing I do like though is proceeds from issuance debt. This company did not issue any new debt this quarter, 
which is I think pretty good. This company says right now that, hey, with the amount of cash we have, what this tells me is like, hey, this company is positive with the amount of cash they have right now, they'll be able to continue working on. All right, so next let's talk about this company's growth. So here we are on Seeking Alpha and taking a look at annual revenue estimates for this company. December 2020, this company is expected to make $24.3 billion worth of revenue. For December 2021, this company is expected to make $28.8 billion of revenue. That's almost a 20% growth in just one year. So that's actually pretty impressive that this company is able to produce this type of growth. And I can see why many investors are willing to pay a nice, a hefty price for this company right now. And right, it, it is definitely a true gr growing comp, uh, a true growth company. Revenue is growing twenty percent. It grew twenty percent this past this past compared to the same time last year. And we're seeing earnings per share growing. We're also seeing memberships being added at, at a heavy rate as well. But let's take a look at annual earnings per share for this company. For December 2021, and if you guys have been watching my channel, I like to take a look at two years from now earnings per share and look at that forward PE ratio. For December 2021, this company is expected to make $8.34. So that would give this company a forward PE ratio of 52.46. Now, my thoughts, that I think is a little too expensive for my taste. I mean, 52.46 forward PE ratio, um, I, I don't, especially for, yes, this company is a true growing company. We saw, we, we, we already determined that, but this company has yet to provide a positive free cash flow. This company's cash flow is, they're expected to do, burn about $1 billion this year and even more next year. But on the, on the, on the flip side of that, that right now is pretty cheap. I'm pretty sure this company is able to take out a loan at a, easily less than 5% interest. So for a company like this, that is pretty cheap. So it's okay. I guess people could think that it's okay for this company to just keep borrowing money so it can keep growing and growing and growing. But again, for me, this seems like a little bit too high of a price. And again, that does not mean this company is a bad investment. I think an investment can be good at any time as long as you're willing to stick it out and you believe in the fundamentals. For me, I feel like to me, Netflix is uh, it's still a little bit overpriced, especially right now with this whole thing. I do think we might see that slingshot effect happening and we're gonna see a miss in subscriber growth either quarter two or quarter three by a nice number if, this, if we end up going back to work pretty soon. So for me, this is, I'm a big fan of growth companies, but I'm not a fan of paying too much money for a growth company. And I, right now I feel like that's what's happening here. So that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. See you next time.